Hi, this is Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of A to Z of Detoxing, the ultimate guide to reducing our toxic exposures, and host of this Practical Non-Toxic Living podcast. Welcome. If you're interested in healthier indoor air quality, then there's so much to learn from this podcast. In this episode, I share my conversation with Barry Chick, founder of Naturepedic, a manufacturer of award-winning certified organic mattresses. Now, even if you're not in the market for a new mattress, this podcast is still very relevant because what you'll learn will help you optimize your indoor air quality as you furnish, redecorate, and declutter your home. That's because this podcast builds an informational framework from which to understand the toxic chemicals and heavy metals from not just mattresses, but also many sofas, chairs, carpets, paints, wallpaper, window treatments, and a surprising amount of many more household items. And that's because the components of a mattress are also components of most things that furnish our homes and create our consumer products. So back to my podcast guest, Barry Chick, and why he started Naturepedic with his two sons in 2003. In anticipation of his first grandchild, Barry went searching for a suitable crib mattress. As a board-certified environmental engineer with a lifelong interest in preserving the environment, he found all the crib mattress offerings on the market to be completely unacceptable. He was surprised to learn that most bedding manufacturers at that time used harmful chemicals and materials. For example, he has said, I knew all about vinyl, polyurethane foam, and the various chemicals contained in them, and there was no way I was going to put my grandchild to sleep within a few inches of these chemicals. From that moment, Barry, with his two sons, were determined to leverage Barry's background in environmental engineering to create mattress products that were safer and healthier for every child. Naturepedic created the first and only organic crib mattress designed with a patented food-grade waterproof surface made from non-GMO sugarcane. Since then, Naturepedic has led the industry by introducing organic mattresses designed for kids as well as luxury organic mattresses for adults. As you'll learn in this podcast, Naturepedic offers the most non-toxic mattresses that Naturepedic can create to serve different price points. Today, Naturepedic has a large and growing network of retail outlets across the world and has launched many new products to meet the growing demand for high-quality non-toxic mattresses and bedding. Barry continues to work hard both for the parents that depend on Naturepedic's no-compromise approach to safer sleep and for the generations that will inherit the sustainability movement. He believes in a healthier world without harmful chemicals, environmental toxins, or destructive business practices. Barry has testified in Washington, D.C. as part of a congressional subcommittee exploring chemical reform and is invited frequently to speak before scientific, consumer, political, and business audiences on the benefits of sustainable product design. 
Before we get started, I'd like to set the stage for what you'll hear in this podcast so that you can follow our conversation and remember key things more easily. And please remember that you can watch this conversation on my blog at www.nontoxicliving.tips so that you can see some of the materials as Barry and I recorded this conversation in Naturepedics Manhattan store, which is why you'll hear some background noise like New York City traffic and honking and even my assistant who helped record the video. But generally what you'll hear in this podcast are four main materials that can pollute our homes and bodies. First, conventional cushioning material. In this podcast, we talk a lot about polyurethane foam, which is often used as support and cushioning material. Two, we talk about synthetic fabrics that are petroleum-based, such as vinyl and polyester. Three, we talk a little bit about glues to adhere materials together. And four, Chemicals are used to provide us with great value but can also pose health risks. Specifically, if you see on product labels that the mattress is flame resistant, waterproof, antibacterial, antimicrobial, or even if you see that it is scented, then interpret that as something you should investigate further. Often, those characteristics are created from toxic or risky chemicals. You'll hear Barry mention perfluorinated chemicals, which are used in many household products, including mattresses. This term refers to a family of chemicals that are sometimes referred to as PFCs. Some PFCs have been proven to be highly toxic and so persistent that they are expected to remain on our planet for centuries, which means they will inevitably be part of our drinking water and food supply. Healthier alternatives to the mattress components we just spoke about include five main categories. One, cushioning is usually made of organic natural rubber latex, 100% pure organic natural rubber latex. Some formulas contain less than 100% and the balance will be petroleum ingredients. So you wanna look into that. But you can also have inner spring that is supported by this pure natural rubber latex or supported by organic wool and cotton stuffing. Two, natural fibers are used rather than synthetic fibers. So popular examples of natural fibers include organic cotton and organic wool. Wool is naturally flame resistant and water resistant, so that takes care of the need for chemicals to create the flame resistance and water resistance. Three, you want to make sure there are no added chemicals. Four, you want to look for low VOC certifications for things like the glues or if there are paints or paint finishes, for example, and anything in the box spring or just generally in furniture around the home. Last, you should know about healthier plastics like food-grade polyethylene and polypropylene, which Barry and I talk about in the podcast, but this will be in mattress options at lower price points, and these are helpful plastics to know about for other household products. Wood is another important component to learn about when it comes to mattress box springs and furniture and building materials, but Barry and I don't talk about wood in this podcast. I just want to put that on your radar. So I hope that outline helps you follow the conversation more easily. Again, remember you can watch this conversation, which may be more helpful. 
But these mattress components show up in your home in endless ways, so they're worth learning more about and noticing them in your home. In our conversation, you'll hear Barry use the terms green guard and GOTS. GOTS stands for Global Organic Textile Standard. These are reassuring certifications to see on product labels. For example, to receive GOTS certification, the mattress cannot be made of polyurethane foam or contain a number of hazardous chemicals. Please remember three additional resources to help you understand mattresses and home furnishings better. One, I highly recommend my first book, A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures. It provides a lot more details on how to choose a healthier mattress because most people can't be perfect about this. So it'll help you decide on the trade-offs you're willing to make. Second, The Essential Detox is my online program that offers a ton of value for $37 a month. Monthly membership gives you access to four key things. These include Detox 101, Home Detox, and EMF Detox, and those three things contain checklists and videos to just help support your transition to a practical, non-toxic lifestyle. And fourth, there's an online forum for Q&A, so we can work together in an affordable way in the online forum, which helps other members too, so we can learn from each other. And last, sign up for my email newsletter if you're not already a subscriber. This will help you stay effortlessly connected to more great information. Just text the word DETOX, spelled D-E-T-O-X, to 66866. Once again, text the word detox, spelled D-E-T-O-X, to the number 66866. So on with the show, which was recorded in May 2019. And please thank my podcast producer, Chris Robertson, for elevating this audio experience. The original sound quality was really bad. So thank you, Chris, for making this so much more enjoyable to listen to. So I'm in the New York City retail store for Naturepedic with the founder, Barry Chick, who has graciously offered to teach us what we get for our money when we buy an organic mattress. Because when I was researching which crib mat, for me, I only started becoming concerned about mattresses once I was trying to choose a crib mattress. And I know that you've talked about that's how you got inspired to start Naturepedic. Barry was expecting a grandchild, his first grandchild, and you became concerned about the toxic exposures that your grandchild would be exposed to. So while we're at the store, we're gonna focus on the materials that make up our mattresses, which can then help you appreciate why organic mattresses are more money, because the materials cost more and it's a little more labor intensive. From what I remember, you want to first think about the core material, like what's inside your mattress, and we'll take a look at the different options of the inside of your mattress, which I never thought about until I was trying to decide why would I pay a few hundred dollars more for a crib mattress that my children would have accidents on, that wouldn't last that long, and then we'll talk about the outer materials that create cushioning and support around the core and then the wrapping material and how those materials are adhered and assembled. So where should we start? I know there are two core options. There's generally polyurethane foam, which we rather avoid, 
And so with Naturepedic, what are some options with the core of a mattress? So I'll answer your question, but if it's okay with you, let's take just a few minutes to do a broader overview sure. and then it'll make it'll, it'll be more clear. Great. Okay? So we live in a world today where there are over 80,000 chemicals running around that have been introduced in the past century. Some of these chemicals are fine, others are not so fine. And we don't know which ones are fine, we don't know which ones are not fine because most of them have never been tested. There's no requirement by the government. We live in a free society, which is great, but it has its problems. And one of the problems is people can just make products out of whatever they want to make products out of. So of these 86,000 chemicals, so most have never been tested for, for toxicity at all. Now, some of the chemical people, they will tell you that the dose makes the poison. If the dose is small enough, it's not a poison. And on paper, that's correct. The problem is, well, we don't know at what dose it starts to become a problem. Okay? We just don't know. Can we give an example? When you have a headache, what do you do? You pop an aspirin. Okay? So what percentage of that aspirin is active ingredient? Just a little bit. And that little bit that gets into your stomach, what percent of that gets into your bloodstream? Well, even less. But that little tiny bit makes your headache go away. Is that cool or is that cool? That's very cool. Guess what? I can give you that little bit in other chemicals that will give you the headache and a lot worse. So how low is low? When you say the dose makes the poison. Okay. And we have unique vulnerabilities. Well, we have unique vulnerabilities. So it was meaningful right. to me to learn the tiny, tiny doses right. that like um, birth control pills can prevent sure, sure. pregnancy. And sure. then you think about infants and children who rely on hormones for their biological yeah. development. So exactly. So we do have unique vulnerabilities and people don't really think about that. Exactly. And um, the doctors who are, who are really working on this well will tell you that diseases are caused by a combination of genes and certain chemicals. In other words, 10%, uh, the doctors will tell you, 10% of all disease is caused by genes. At the other end of the spectrum, 10% is caused by way overdoses of chemicals. But the 80% in the middle is caused by combinations. Like one person can be more susceptible if a certain chemical combines with their genes. And another person can be susceptible to something else. So you, you don't know. We, we have no control over these things. Or said differently, what we're trying to do is get control. We can't control our genes, but we can control the chemicals. Yeah, so I always, I'm an advocate of reducing the exposures that you won't mind missing. And there's so many opportunities to reduce right. our exposures, which reduce the risks. Exactly. Because I know I have three daughters, and they each have a different susceptibility to sun exposure. My sure. middle one sure. burns much more quickly, even sure. though we're most conscientious about sunscreen on her. Sure. And so that's just one very visible example of unique vulnerabilities. Three sure. kids, sure. same household, sure. same diet, exactly. very different reactions to exactly. an environmental exposure. Exactly. And so the only thing we can do is step back and say, okay, can we just stop with all these questionable chemicals? We don't, and I say questionable because we don't even know what's doing what. And, and we don't even know, not only that, but let's say a chemical is not that bad. 
But what happens if you keep getting, you know, involved with that chemical on a consistent basis over time? What happens if chemical number 27,353 combines with chemical number 63,273, you know, and creates something? We, we don't know. We don't know. So, but we do know that some are bad. Oh yeah, we know that some are bad. We know some are bad, and there's a lot we we don't know about a lot, a lot of other. And companies. there's a lot we don't know. So when when I got into this, I realized very quickly I can't control any of this. And anybody that tells you that they know what they're doing is lying. It's <laughs> lying. There's no way. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's affecting who. We don't understand why all these people. Adults, children's babies, whatever. We don't understand why so many people are getting sick. You know, some of you have to deal with this and have to deal with that, and it doesn't stop. They, nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's only one solution, and that is we got to stop. There's no, there's no other option. We have to stop, and we have to start creating a better material. So now, with that introduction, to, to go to the core of your uh, of, of of the mattress. So one more, it goes to the core of the mattress, but there's a, there's a bigger point also, and that is we live in a petroleum world. Everything is petrochemicals. I mean, you look around, everything is made from petroleum and chemicals and more chemicals and more chemicals. So can you give a list of examples for your average person? Because it took me, even after like eight, 10 years of researching this, I would discover new household products that I had no idea were made from petroleum-based ingredients. like. Yeah dental floss or toothbrushes. Everything. I mean, you walk into your house and you look around and you'll be shocked because most everything is made from petroleum today. We live, we live in a world where everything is made from petroleum and we don't even realize it. We're not even cognizant of all that. Is petroleum inherently terrible? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of petroleum. But when you start mixing all the other chemicals in with it, and yeah, it's a problem. I mean, sorry, it's a problem. So when it comes to, and then, then there's another problem, and that's flammability. So when you have a petrochemical product, you have two issues. One is all the chemicals that came with it, and the other is the flammability, because petroleum is naturally highly flammable. And so can we, can we just back off and say, let's try as much as possible to, to use non-petroleum, if we use non-petroleum, then it, it won't have all those chemicals and it won't be flammable. And here's a good example. Now we'll, now we'll get to the mattress. So what are most mattresses filled with? They're filled with polyurethane foam. Okay? When I say most, I mean most, most, most. I mean almost all of them are filled with polyurethane foam. Some have inner springs in addition, fine, but there's polyurethane foam all over the place. Okay? So there's all the chemicals that come with it. And that's been just polyurethane foam has been described as um, solid gasoline. Well, some people do. Yeah, yeah it's, people it's, a, it's a strong word. Mm -hmm. It's a strong word, but some people do that. You know, uh, it's not technically gasoline. But the, the point they're trying to make is it's 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 very flammable, which is which is the second half. So let's right. let's look at that. Because polyurethane foam is so flammable, okay, they have to add flame barriers, flame retardant chemicals in the flame barriers, or however they're going to do it. They have no choice. You cannot. There are government regulations. 
okay, for flammability for a, for a mattress. Which uh, started when there were more house fires from right. cigarettes, right. correct? So what happened was in the 1960s, polyurethane foam pretty much took over the, the upholstered furniture business. Before then, it was mostly cotton, but then polyurethane foam came along. The problem was back then, half the population smoked. And so people were smoking in bed, whatever, however you do that, okay? <laughs> and then they fell asleep and the cigarette dropped down, the mattress ignited and they're gone, they're dead. And so apparently this happened a bunch of times and states said, the government said, the government, federal government said, we've got to stop this. So they created a flammability law. And then and, and about 10 years ago, they created another flammability law for mattresses, the open flame test. The first one was the cigarette test. And this was an open flame test. But the idea is, it's highly flammable, okay? So it's not just a chemical problem, it's a flammability problem. And you know, in your, in your grandmother's days, if there was a fire, uh, everybody screamed and yelled and you got everybody out of bed and ran down the steps and, you know, today, most of the time, you see there's a fire, everybody's dead. You know why? Because the, the, the polyurethane foam is so flammable, it just, it just, the, the heat release is incredible. And the fumes from burning polyurethane foam is highly toxic. Highly toxic, no question about it. And it, it, if, you, if, you're not out of, if you're not out within a minute or two, you're, you're, you're on a chance. It's that bad. Whereas in your grandmother's days, you had a lot of time. You know, before that fire grew. So, it's two issues. It's chemicals, questionable chemicals, flammability. And the way to resolve both of those is to stop using all these petroleum-based materials. So, in our mattresses, we don't use, and, and it's, poly, it's, it's the foams, it's the polyurethane foam that's the worst. And by the way, polyurethane foam can be called all kinds of things. Memory foam, that's polyurethane foam. Okay? Some people say soy foam. Well, sorry. Okay. It's not soy foam. Can we talk about soy foam for a bit? Because sure. I remember a friend of mine years ago sent me a link to a mattress company marketing their mattresses, their soy-based mattresses as green, eco-friendly, non-toxic, and she wanted my thoughts. And I looked on the website and there wasn't a lot of information on really what was in the mattress. So my response was, I don't know what percentage is soy-based, and it might still be a lot of petroleum. Does that happen? Because really, we don't know the formulas. We don't know. So uh, they are adding some soybean oil or castor oil, but it's still basically polyurethane foam. So yeah, there's a little bit less um, petroleum in there than otherwise, but it's still basically the same thing. You know, so yeah, the, the 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 gasoline companies made a little bit less money on that mattress, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter in the end. Okay, so soy foam is really just polyurethane foam. They mix some soybean oil with part of the formula. Okay, uh, some people are calling it eco foam. Right. Okay, so there's two problems. There's two problems here. One problem is it's 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 polyurethane foam. Say so, please. Okay? The other problem is the whole idea of greenwashing, which is a general, another topic. Just greenwashing. Just talking about eco, this is eco-friendly. What does it mean? It means nothing. This is green. It means nothing. Okay? This is 
sustainable. Okay, you know, these are these are marketing terms. That most of you know, it could be that sometimes they're trying to do the right thing. You know, maybe maybe part way, but for the most part, these terms don't mean that much. Okay, so uh, in the case of a mattress, uh, we don't use polyurethane foam. So we use organic cotton. So can we take a look? Because I know you have samples sure. of the materials you sure. use. Sure. So we have some over Here. there. Okay. So the biggest single thing that we use in our products is organic cotton, whether as fill material or as a fabric. So as a fill material, okay, this is this is pure. It's oh, it's so soft. Yeah, it's the world's finest fill material and the world's finest organic cotton. And we use a very clean cotton. Okay? How flammable is cotton? Not much at all. Okay, if you try to ignite this with a you know lighter or something, it probably won't even ignite. It'll it'll turn black and um, it'll smolder. And depending on the makeup, it might have a small flame. But essentially, it's close to non-flammable. Okay. It's that good. Okay. It's really not flammable. As opposed to polyurethane, if you saw, if you had this much polyurethane foam and you ignited it, you better get get out the door. Mm -hmm. It's that bad, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Okay. So organic cotton, we use organic cotton everywhere, both both as fill and as fabric. All right. The other item that we use a fair amount of is organic wool. Okay. So you can feel this, pure organic wool, all right? And everything that we use is certified organic. So certified organic means there is a certification agency that has standards, and they enforce the standards, and they inspect. I can't go inspecting around the world, but they do. And we only buy stuff that, that has been inspected. So for someone who has a wool allergy, should they avoid a mattress that has organic wool in it? Good question. Okay, so in my experience, most people who have a wool allergy don't have a wool allergy. They have an allergy to the chemicals that we use to, 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 to process the wool. It's not the wool itself. But if somebody's not sure, fine. Don't. So order, order, order the bed without wool. So you have options oh, sure. that don't have wool. Sure, sure. We have options without wool, we have options without latex, anybody that's concerned. Because some people have individual issues, you know, and, and you know, it's fine. We, we'll, we'll do everything we can to accommodate, of course. But for the most part, we've never really had a problem. <clears throat> and then um, here's another material we use for some things, and this is, this is called PLA, polylactic acid. This, this, is, this is made from sugarcane. And, it, and it's made from a non-GMO sugarcane. And we use this in some places as well. Okay. And then we have an organic latex. So, do you know what organic latex is? All right. well, it comes from a sap? Yes. Rubber tree. Yes. So most latex on the market today is synthetic. It's made from petroleum, like everything else. All right. Prior to World War II, latex was always made from the sap of a rubber tree. Okay, so just like maple syrup comes out of a maple tree, uh, rubber sap comes out of a rubber tree. Okay, so you take that rubber sap and you can turn it into latex. So the organic latex does not allow for, for petroleum. 
This is all made from the sap of a rubber tree. Okay? So we use these various materials. We use these, and as long as I'm showing you materials, here's, uh, we have different uh, uh, encased coils, but one thing to, to, to notice about our encased coils is that we don't use any glue. All right. There, there is no encased coils in this entire country, to the best of my knowledge, that doesn't have glue. So an encased coil is each set of coils is encased, and then the encasing is attached to the next encasing, attached to the next encasing. And they're and, sewn. And, 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 then, and then this this row is attached to this row, is attached to this row, attached to this row. We heat seal everything. Mm -hmm. We heat seal this direction, and we heat seal on that direction. How does it seal though? This is with heat. We have a, we have so then the material is made of things such that this, heat will seal. Yes, yes. So this is a GOTS approved polypropylene. GOTS okay. will approve certain things for certain specific uh, purposes. And they will approve this polypropylene and it's heat sealed for this purpose. So would you talk more about polypropylene because it is a type of plastic, but right. it's it's considered a non-toxic plastic. So polypropylene is one of those things that GOTS will allow for certain, for certain purposes, okay? And in our adult mattresses, the only significant petroleum-based material that we use would be polypropylene, okay? But GOTS will allow it for this purpose, and it has to be the right polypropylene. Okay, so there's a, there's a point to be made here, and that is, uh, are synthetics, are plastics always toxic? And the answer is yes and no, or mostly no. Synthetics can be very toxic, but synthetics don't always have to be toxic. Plastics, there's a thousand ways to make plastic. There's a thousand and one chemicals you can put into the plastic or don't put it into plastic. So if you need a plastic for something, can you at least use a relatively non-toxic plastic? And the answer is yes. So for example, a Clean Production Action did a big study, they're an environmental group, and they found three plastics that they feel are the best. Polypropylene was one of those three. We use their guidance in our, in our product. So something that we have to put into a product that's plastic or that's synthetic, we will generally be able to use only the things that they approve of. So polypropylene is one of those things that got will allow and that the clean production action will say is a better material. And, and that's what we're trying to do. Let me give you another point here. There's Tarzan and Jane out at one end. There's memory foam at the other end. Most people, we won't do memory foam, most people are not, not going to sleep on a Tarzan and Jane mattress. We can give you Tarzan and Jane mattress, no problem. Stuff a bag full of cotton. Most people, most people want a nice-looking mattress, you know, it has to have the proper shape, it has to have the proper firmness, it has to keep its firmness, got to meet government requirements. We have all these gods we have to serve, okay? So, what the, what the reality is, yeah, we're closer to Tarzan and Jane than we are to memory foam, but we're not Tarzan and Jane. There are some things we have to do just because we live in the world that we live in, but we try to stay as close as possible to Tarzan and Jane, and that's, that's the idea. I loved what you said when we first spoke on the phone that Naturepedic creates the most non-toxic mattress options for the price points. Correct. And, and so polypropylene 
helps keep the prices low and it's non-toxic. Correct. Correct. So we can do this particular item with organic cotton, and we do. But that's in our Halcyon series. Much more expensive. But how we, many more times? Roughly. What do you mean, how many like, more times? How many times more expensive? It's double the price. Double the price. Yeah. So th there's, there's another question that we were faced with, and that is expense. Okay. I can, you know, if you're willing to pay me any amount of money, I can do anything. But we have to make mattresses that are, that are competitive also. So where do you draw the line? Generally speaking, where we draw the line is we actually, we actually are more strict than GOTS, but GOTS would be our, our line that we're not going to cross. Okay, so there's some things that GOTS allows, you know, that are relatively non-toxic, and we'll say, okay, fine, for some things. For some things we go beyond GOTS. I'll give you an example. So I, I already used this example, but I'll repeat it. Most encased coils, even on organic mattresses, most encased coils will have glue, 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 glue. You, you, you have a thousand of these encased coils in a mattress, Plus or minus, you're going to have glue a thousand times. There's not a drop of glue in our product. So we go beyond GOTS, we go beyond organic. We're all about removing any possible toxic chemicals, question chemicals, as much as we possibly can. Another example is flame retardants. So some, some mattresses have flame retardants, flame barriers. You well, know, they must if they use polyurethane foam, correct? Even mattresses that don't use polyurethane foam, the federal standard is a pretty severe standard. And, uh, and there, are, there are green, eco, and organic mattresses that use, that use plant barriers with, with chemicals in them. We won't do it. Okay, we go, we design. That's what we specialize in. We find ways to design things that removes all, we, we, have, we have zero flame retardants, zero. And, and, and the bigger point is we try to design things so that we've removed all the questionable chemicals as much as we possibly can. So chemical flame retardants have been found in our blood. And so even though they're in our, our homes and our household products, they do make their way inside. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Why don't, so a conventional mattress, the inside is probably polyurethane foam and also inner spring, right? The cheap ones don't even have inner spring. The, the, cheap one, the cheap ones are just a slab of polyurethane foam. That's all you're getting. And then it's wrapped in vinyl. Well, that's for the baby ones. For the baby ones. Yeah. Vinyl is considered a highly toxic plastic. And then there are chemical flame retardants. Right. Uh, and and pesticides sure. for the animals. So why, why do we need antimicrobial properties in our mattress? Um, to, to trick you into paying more. Because what, Is this just for a marketing thing? Well, to a degree, yes. Basically, if you walk into a, if you as a typical consumer, right. walks into a store and it says antimicrobial, oh, well, I'll pay a little more for that. Sounds good. Sounds great. Okay, the problem is, yeah, but you know what it means? By law, it means they had to add a pesticide. What's the pesticide doing to you or your kid? You see? But nobody's talking about that side. Well, we don't believe in doing things like that. We are all about removing chemicals, toxic chemicals, pressure chemicals. We're never going to put a pesticide in our product. Okay? 
And then a conventional mattress is often kept together through adhesives, like we mentioned earlier. And adhesives can also release toxic things. So all those different components have petroleum ingredients for the most part. And some of them have been shown to emit toxic fumes. Not all necessarily do, you don't know. But when I studied the individual materials like vinyl and the polyurethane foam and the pesticides, I just decided quickly it's not worth the risk. Uh -huh. And how about the formaldehyde? Right. And how about the GMOs? Right. And then it's just not worth it. Can you talk about GMOs? Because I didn't think about GMOs being part of my mattress. So the first big point is we want to remove any questionable chemicals from the product. That is the first point. But there's a bigger point that goes with it, and that is we will be farming. Yeah, the farming, the environment, the earth that we live in, you know. And GMOs, you know, I don't believe in GMOs. I think GMOs are destroying our, our environment. I really do. Okay? So, so the, you know, some people will challenge me and say, well, does the GMOs really hurt anybody? Is there, can you make a, connect, a medical connection? No, I, 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 you know, I don't have the time to study it. Well, it takes decades. Yeah. Right now. And maybe there is a medical connection, a direct medical connection. Maybe there isn't a direct. Doesn't matter. You're destroying the environment. Stop it. So we're not going to use GMOs. We go out of our way. We should be zero GMOs in our product. You know. Okay. So let's come over here because I see this is an example of how all those individual materials sure. come together sure. to make up a mattress. Sure. Are you able to zoom in? Mm-hmm. So uh, the fabric is organic cotton fabric. This is a, a very expensive. So you know, look. Let me let me just say very quickly. We're here to provide good quality, organic, healthier mattresses at almost every price point that we possibly can. So as many, it's a, it's accessible to as many uh, to people as, as possible. Exactly. Okay, so we have some products that are more expensive, more bells and whistles, and that's fine, you know. But we also have products that don't have all those bells. They're not the fanciest fabric, you know, the most expensive fabric, and they're less expensive. So we try to we try to provide something for everybody as much as we possibly can. So anyway. So this is the high end. This is one of our high end products. Yes. Okay. So I see there are two layers. There's two layers on this one. You're right. So, and on this one here, this is all organic cotton fabric, and this is sewed. Okay. Sewn. Sewn. Okay, so for this here, there are no machines left in the country anywhere that will sew in case coils. We found the last of five machines in the entire world, and we, we grabbed them when we found them. And we paid somebody from Switzerland who used to make those machines come to our factory, he came three times, each time he was there for like three weeks, and he rebuilt those machines. So we, we were able to sew organic cotton, but this is a much more expensive, so we have this in some of our, in our higher end models. The, the, Why two layers of inner springs? Is it more comfortable? More bounce? <laughs> well, it's a different feel, and some people are willing to pay more for that feel. So is it critical? No. You know, what's the difference between a Toyota and a uh, Lexus? Well, is there a problem with the Toyota? No. 
But if you're willing to pay for the Lexus, God bless you. Yeah. So, you know, this, okay. is, a this is a Lexus. That's helpful. And this is the latex. Yeah. Okay. So, organic cotton fabric, mm -hmm. organic wool, mm -hmm. organic latex. This is organic cotton, in case coils sewn. Um, there's organic uh, wool and cotton, organic cotton in, in under here. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is organic cotton and there's organic cotton at the bottom. So at the end of the day, oh, just as an example, some of these, most of our mattresses come with, with uh, zippers. Mm -hmm. But we don't use nickel, because nickel is a, is a toxic chemical. Mm -hmm. So we use brass. So we think of every little tiny detail. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is... Why do you need a zipper? Like, why would you unzip? Okay, so we provide not just a healthier product, but a smarter product and a, and a more comfortable product. So what does that mean? So if we add a zipper, I mean, the first question is, why can't you look under the hood when you're looking at a mattress? Yeah. Our response is, well, you should be able to look yeah. under the hood. But that's only the beginning. You see, what's really going on is, if you can unzip the top and pull everything out, and it's all modular. You can replace. Okay, so there's a couple things you can do. So the first point is you can design what you want. So when it comes to our latex, we have three kinds of latex. We have a soft, a medium, and a firm. Depending on the model, you can design the coils underneath. You might like something firmer, you might like something a little softer. So, why do you have to just sleep on what I give you? You design what you want. You know, and some people some people want to sleep on jello. Other people want to sleep on concrete. A lot of people want to sleep on whatever. So, that's fine. You know, you got to be comfortable. So, the first thing is design what you want. The second thing is when you have a zipper, we give you 90 days. So if something isn't quite right, all you do is unzip it. Tell us what you have, we'll help you. Pull out, pull out the component that, that's not right for you, and we'll swap it for free. All you do is pay for shipping, we'll swap it for free. And you can do that once you have a zipper. See? Then, not only that, but guess what? Most, in most, for most people, there's two partners in a bed. Okay? Well, if there's two partners, why does one have to put up with what the other likes? With us, it's no problem. Mm -hmm. half, one half of the mattress is designed one way, you know, one person, the other person picks what he or she wants for the other, for the other half. No problem. And not only that, but let's say 10 years later, you, you want something a little firmer, a little softer. Unzip it, tell us what you got. You know, tell us what you want, we'll, we'll sell you just one component. You don't have to throw out the whole mattress. Mm -hmm. What if the dog makes a mess over here? You don't have to throw out the whole mattress, just buy the casing. How important is it to flip your mattress? It's not important. Not important. So, not I heard with latex, it, bed bugs can't live in latex, so it might help deter a bed bug situation. Do you have we, thoughts on that? We have not seen clear evidence in either direction. So we don't make any claims when it comes to that. The truth of the matter, matter is if bed bugs have infected your house, you're throwing everything out. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. If your house is infected, it's all gone. But we're not going to make any, any, any ridiculous claims. Would you explain more about latex and how it's not necessarily that environmentally friendly to have to use a lot of 
use an sure. unnecessary amount of latex. Sure. So latex is an excellent cushioning material. It really is. It has excellent cushioning properties. You know, and is it an expensive material? It's not cheap. It's not cheap. The organic latex is not cheap. But, there, but it has its limitations. One limitation is it's not as good as coils for the support underneath. It's really not. It doesn't have the same amount of bounce. And people, certainly in the United States, my understanding is in different countries of the world, there are different cultural norms, preferences. But in the United States, people like a bounce when they get on the mat. They just like it. We all, most of us like it. You get a better bounce and you get a better feel if you have coils. So latex does not give you as good a support or as comfortable a support as the coils. So why use latex all the way down? For some people, if they want all latex, we, we make it for them, no problem. But most of our mattresses and most of our customers will, will go with the latex over the coils. But then there's more than this. Nobody's growing latex in the United States. It has to be imported, okay? So all our latex, all our organic latex comes from Southeast Asia. So there's two problems. One problem is, do you know how much, how many rubber trees you have to get the sap out of to make one king-size bed? You ready? One day sap of two and a half thousand trees. Two and a half thousand trees, one day's worth of sap to make one bed. How much organic latex is there? So use it wisely, okay? And wisely is over here. And of course, part of that same issue is the latex has to be transported halfway around the world. You know? It's very heavy. Yeah. So our attitude is we love organic latex. But we, love it, we love it most when you're using it in the right, in the right manner. So as a cushion layer, it is, it is incredibly wonderful, very comfortable. Which brings us to another point, and that is it's not enough to give the customer a healthy mattress. This mattress is actually more comfortable than most mattresses. And it's more comfortable for lots of reasons. Number one, because it's not full of petroleum, it breathes. See, when you're sleeping on petroleum, you can get hot and sweaty. Especially people who are on, on the memory foam, they'll tell you they get hot and sweaty. But that doesn't happen here because there's no petroleum. To, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a more comfortable product. And, and it's more customizable, as, we, as I just reviewed with you. It's more customizable. So it's all about comfort also. It's not just health. Well, I, so my family and I have a country home. And in our guest room, we have a naturopedic king-size bed with lots of guests over the years who've slept on it. And they all come down after their first night's sleep saying, I've never, I don't remember the last time I slept so well. The mattress is so comfortable. Yeah, so if you walk into a health food store, you know, at the front counter, you'll see all these candy bars. So take a bite into a candy bar. Sometimes it won't taste that great. And you'll say, you know what? It just doesn't do it for me. I need my Hershey's chocolate. What's the point? The point is if you want to sell healthy candy bars, they better taste good because you're competing with Hershey's chocolate. It's the same thing here. Right. There are some people who will buy an organic mattress no matter how terrible it feels, right. but very few. <laughs> Most people want it to be at least as comfortable as the others. We go out of our way to make it more comfortable. It breathes better, 
It's customizable to the firmness, way better than what's available out there. And you can, you can with the zipper, you can change things. We take the position, to, to some people at least, you don't care about the chemicals? That's fine. You'll buy this because it's more comfortable. The chemicals are just a little cherry on top. That's how we perceive it. Great. So now let's talk about waterproofing. There are two kinds of waterproofing. We have waterproofing as a protector pad for a mattress. We have waterproofing as the surface of a crib mattress. So now let's first talk about the protector pad. So here's another good example of where we can't live in a, in a Tarzan and Jane world. In a Tarzan and Jane world, there's no way to waterproof something. There's just no way. Right. Okay. So what do you do if you live in a modern world and you're buying a mattress that needs to last for a long time and you need a waterproof protector pad. So, polyurethane foam is prohibited by GOTS. However, the GOTS program will allow for 5% of a pure polyurethane, not the foam, not with all the other chemicals, but they will allow for a little tiny bit of polyurethane to waterproof something. So what we do is we hide it you, you'll never feel it, and if I didn't tell you it was in there somewhere, you'd never find it. Does it off-cast? No, no. It's a pure polyurethane. It certainly meets the Green Guard requirements. Green Guard tests for off-gassing, there's no issue. So we have a uh, organic cotton waterproof pad. It's organic cotton, it's all organic cotton, with 5% of polyurethane in the middle, where you're, you don't even see it or feel it or anything. And it's just enough to make that pad waterproof. And that's how we deal with that issue. So it's in the middle of cotton? Of the, of the pad, yes. Inside the pad. What's the difference between polyurethane and polyurethane foam? Lots of chemicals and lots of additions. The polyurethane itself... Is it pretty inert? Is, just the is, uh, it's not the best chemical, mm -hmm. but it, it's okay. Yeah in small amounts for certain specific purposes, as long as you don't add all the, all the things that go into polyurethane foam. And that's the way GOTS looks at it. Okay. And that's what we do. There's a tiny bit inside this, mm -hmm. in the middle, 5%. And that's how we make this waterproof. Would it be better to not put it in the dryer because we heat? No, you have to put it in the dryer because you got to keep it clean. You can air dry. You can air dry it? I don't think so. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's, it's not going to really matter. Okay. You know, there's, there's no real issue. Okay. So that's how we do okay. waterproofing. Great. So this is a very good example mm -hmm. of, uh, not, we're not quite Tarzan and Jane. Yeah. But if you want this waterproof. Right. it's a practical approach. There's no other way to do it. Yeah. There's no, there's no other way to do it if you want. Yeah. It is the most non-toxic way to do it and God's approved it. Then let's talk about crib mattresses. Okay, so for a crib mattress, here's another situation where you need to have it waterproof. If you don't have it waterproof, you're going to have messes and you're going to be growing a garden. <laughs> okay, and we don't want that. So how do you waterproof it? There's no organic way to do it. So GOTS allows a food grade polyethylene. Okay. And this is a food grade polyethylene. It's, so it's wrapped in the polyethylene. It, we know what we do is we take the organic. The, the fabric is organic cotton fabric. Okay. We take the fabric and we melt a little tiny amount of food grade polyethylene onto the fabric, and it makes the fabric waterproof. Okay. And we make it from non-GMO sugarcane. Okay. Okay. And in this case, it's a polyethylene. 
We can't use polyethylene over there in the protector pads because when you throw the wash consistently, it just falls apart. Okay. It doesn't hold up. Okay. So, we, once again, you have to find practical ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. When it comes to a mattress, you're not throwing this into a washer and a dryer. Right. So, polyethylene works great. Wonderful. Great. Okay, so we don't use vinyl. Mattresses that are not waterproof with vinyl frequently are waterproofed with fluorinated compounds, PFCs. We don't use any of those. So, once again, once again, once again, we're trying to make products that are as non-toxic as we possibly can, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they have to be useful. Right. They have to be, they have to work in the real world. Right. You know? So, our bottom line standard is God's. If God's won't approve it, we won't do it. Sometimes we go, we do better than God's. Mm -hmm. But at a minimum, we follow God's. Okay. That, that's how we do it. Real quickly, can you talk about pillows? Sure. I had never heard of how you pronounce this, Kapok? K-Pok. What is that? So it's a plant. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it looks like cotton. Okay. But it's technically a different plant. Okay. So it's a little bit lighter, a lot lighter okay. than cotton and a little bit more, um, you know, easier to work with okay. and softer and fluffier. So we combine it. We combine it with cotton, and we make. Why would you choose this mix of K-pop and cotton versus organic cotton in the PLA? It's just a different feel. The PLA is is really a special order kind of thing. Okay. Although a lot of people are buying it. Okay. Because it's it's we can you can wash it. Okay. You can't throw this in the washing machine. Okay. This was created mostly for kids. If you want to wash the I pillow. See. So that's a different okay. that's a different kind of item. The K-pop cotton is your sort of basic, but then we also have latex versions, and this is one of them. Okay. The trio has shredded latex in the middle, and is it, it lumpy? It it comes with a zipper at the edge. The middle part is all shredded latex, mm -hmm. but at the edge of the pillow there's a zipper, so you can unzip it and pull out as much latex as you want and keep doing it until until the pillow is perfect for you. Some people like a real big huge pillow, some yeah. people like it real thin. Uh -huh. So the way we design it with a zipper you can customize it. It's like cool. this is basically a customizable pillow is what, cool. is what that is. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening. Podcast show notes can be found at my website at nontoxicliving.tips. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, then please like it and share it. Until next time.